feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. So what is taking the grand jury so long? Why has there been this sudden pause in the case against President Trump? And I'm talking about the Alvin Bragg grand jury. This is over the alleged hush money allegations. And to me, clearly, Bob Costello, who was the witness that the Trump team wanted to go before the grand jury, And the guy who presented suddenly all these communications that clearly refuted Michael Cohen, I think it has sent this grand jury into a tailspin. And now it has put Alvin Bragg in a huge political dilemma. It's been two days that the grand jury did not meet. They were scheduled to meet on Wednesday. They were scheduled to meet on Thursday. And now everybody's wondering what is coming up next. There are so many questions as we're looking at the tea leaves. And clearly, Alvin Bragg is trying to decide, does he go forward with the case? Does he bring in a rebuttal witness? Does he tell them to maybe just go for a vote and see where they go? But I think he's going to have egg on his face regardless. Look, if he sends them to a vote and they say, well, you just don't have it. You know, there's not enough here to indict. He's going to look foolish as heck if he brings in a rebuttal witness and the rebuttal witness isn't that good or doesn't refute enough what Bob Costello had to say about Michael Cohen that I think put such a damper on his credibility. I'm talking about Michael Cohen's. Well, then he's in a bit of a tailspin there, too. So he's either got to bring in somebody who can like totally try to refute Bob Costello Or he has to hurry up and send it to a vote. Or maybe he hopes some other headline comes up and his case just fades away. Because he has put so much money, he's put so much time into this case. And that's why I think it's going to be an embarrassment for him either way. Because even if they do decide to indict, because listen, it's just there's not a high standard to indict somebody. It's a very, very sort of low standard for indictment. And typically, they don't even hear from the other side at all. They did in this case. So the genie's out of the bottle there. Um, But the question is, will Alvin Bragg go forward? Will he hope it just kind of fades away? Either way, this is so over the top. It looks so overzealous. And the big question tonight is, where is it going from here? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We know that the New York DA is trying to decide what to do next. Why do you think suddenly this big delay? What do you think is the reason that this district attorney suddenly said, you know what, Uh, after two days, no movement, zero movement. We haven't heard anything in terms of who he might be bringing. There was word at one point that he might be bringing in a blockbuster witness today or somebody. And then there was word that he was going to bring in Michael Cohen again today for what the 80th time. I mean, is that going to do anything? I mean, obviously I actually think the district attorney based on what we've seen, the district attorney should just say, you know what? I made a mistake. 
let's not put the taxpayers through this anymore with taxpayer dollars. Let's not put President Trump through this. Let's not put the country through this. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I think he should just say, let's just call it a day. But I don't think he'll be able to do that for a lot of reasons. He has put so much political capital into this. He has clearly been on a mission to get Trump. And that's what he said he was going to do when he was running also for district attorney. Remember, he was like, oh, yep, my mission will be going after Trump. And here he has him in his crosshairs. And I don't think that he's going to say, you know what, I got to back away right now. I might have a potential indictment around the corner. And again, the standard's pretty low to indict somebody. So maybe he does have it. Clearly, there's some dissension within the jurors. Clearly, there's dissension even within the DA's office. So where do you think Alvin Bragg goes from here? And why is he doing this? And do you think he'll be able to walk away or hope that it kind of fades away? Maybe something else takes the center stage and he can just kind of fade away and maybe hope people never even remember that he even tried to bring up this case. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony on line two. What do you think is going on with Alvin Bragg, Tony? Hey, Rita, I think it's finally coming out ever since Jim Jordan said that he wants to put Alvin Bragg in front of them and they want to open open this up and the potential for Alvin Bragg to lose his law license and be embarrassed in front of everybody is definitely a factor here. And do you think, though, that anything's going to change with Alvin Bragg? I mean, here we're looking at, you know, this issue um, and clearly, you know, everybody thought, okay, it was going to something maybe Wednesday, something maybe Thursday. Where do you think Alvin Bragg goes from here? I think it's starting to finally sink in that the Dems don't have the control over the government that Alvin Bragg really thought that they do have. And Alvin Bragg, I think he's starting to realize that he's the fall guy in this picture. Yeah, he suddenly they're like, oh, this is the case you gave me. Although, you know, the thing is, I have I have a hard time feeling sorry for him because he knew what he was getting into. You know what your case is, even before you bring it to a grand jury. Um, He already had his star witness, and we know that a star witness obviously is a convicted felon, so there's credibility questions um, with the witness. I mean, there were blaring, blaring, you know, red flags. So this shouldn't be a surprise to him, Tony. No, and now their their next witness is probably going to be O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the legal expert, the legal expert. Right. By, the, by the way, Tony, speaking of O.J. Simpson, wasn't it in the Murtaugh case, that case in South Carolina where O.J. weighed in? He did. He weighed in on the father. Remember that South Carolina was that horrible case uh, where the father was accused of the killing of his wife and his son. And remember, he took the stand and O.J. was saying, uh, that he might get off, you know? I mean, it was like, like, like OJ has suddenly become the legal expert. And I wouldn't be surprised if Alvin Bragg pulls him in. Uh, what? He would be the person who refute, who, uh, defends Michael Cohen. Is that where you're going, Tone? <laughs> OJ knows everything. You know that, Rita. <laughs> Thank you, Tone. And he's still on the golf course looking for the real killer. Remember that one too, Tone. Uh, let's go to Carlo. Line one. Carlo, your thoughts. Rita, my love, I'm going to tell you some bombshells and rapid fire, and then you can respond. First, Wake, uh, I saw years ago, uh, old on the old one at Quiz Show's channel, OJ didn't get any of the questions right. He's just a dumb, dumb jock. 
and he killed his wife. We know that. Now, as Alvin Bragg, look at him. He's a big, fat dirtbag. He's a glutton. He's 300 pounds. He ate himself to that. He ate himself to that. Carlo, 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 Carlo. But come on. First of all, let's just talk about the case, all right? You know, um, yes. Okay, the case is that he's a glutton, and he's a glutton (laughs) to persecute people. Donald Trump is no choir boy, okay? But he did the best he could more than any president since Reagan to help the veterans, to help the border, to help the economy. And this is just vindictive, and this is prosecutorial prosecutorial, um, uh, uh, malfeasance. Horrible. And it's tearing the country apart. He should be concerned that New York City is the only major American city, Rita, the richest city in the world, and so should Adams and Hochul, that does not have a retirement home, a city-run retirement home for American veterans. We make up 66% of the homeless and 13,000 American veterans suicides one every hour, God forgive them. Why don't they concentrate on that? Because that's a crime. You know what, Carlo? I agree. That is where there should be focus and helping our veterans. And also, by the way, Arresting separately, because I believe me, you know, our, I believe that we should protect our veterans any which way we can. Um, but helping everybody. I mean, you think about think about all the money that it's probably cost on this. Think about how many veterans they could have set up a couple veteran centers with the amount of money that I'm sure he spent on this crazy case. And you're right. His priorities are so out of whack. Uh, 1,000%, Carlo. Uh, thank you very much, Carlo. And I think you said you're a veteran. You're a veteran, right? Did you mention that? At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Absolutely, Rita. And you know the other night they they called you the Polish princess? Remember the Polish prince, Bobby Vinton. I think he's about 85 now. He's an American Army veteran. And so is Cousin Brucey. Let's never forget that. By the way, no no wonder I love both of those guys and no wonder I love you. Carlo, thank you. Very very much. I appreciate it. And I love your passion. And you know how much I love our military. Thank you for your great service. Let's go to Montgomery on line six. Montgomery, your thoughts about this? Oh, lovely to speak with you, Reed. I agree with that last better. And I'm a Marine myself. I'm a retired cop, a lawyer. Oh, bravo. Bravo. What's going on here is ridiculous. Now this guy Bragg is saying he's not going to cooperate with Congress. I mean, uh, Jordan should just subpoena him. And if he refuses to come to Congress, then we should send the FBI out to get him and bring him down to Washington in handcuffs. There's no doubt about this. This is ridiculous. He's worried about his constitutional rights and he's going to claim some kind of sovereign immunity while he's trampling all over Mr. Trump's rights. Nobody in, nobody in the history of this country has ever been persecuted more than this man, Donald Trump. You know, by, by the way, Montgomery, I actually think he should go to Congress. I agree with you. I think he shouldn't be excused because as we're looking at this case, boy, does it look like an overreach for any citizen, let alone a former president of the United States and a current presidential candidate. And as, as Carlo just so aptly said, this is a guy who, you know, isn't 
you know, doing much for the veterans, that's for sure, clearly is letting criminals out. You know, he's he's making felons, reducing the crime to misdemeanors. And in this case, it's a misdemeanor at best, and he's making it a felony, and it's not even a misdemeanor in many people's mind. And yet, so his priorities are out of whack. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm a member of the Fraternal Order of Police. Matter of fact, I'm driving home from a meeting tonight. And we're talking about, you know, the the way that these uh, cops have to operate today. It's horrible that these young cops have absolutely no discretion. They've got nobody backing them up. They're not prosecuting. He's not prosecuting resisting arrest. That gives criminals carte blanche to take a swing at a cop. You know, it's just ridiculous what they're doing here. It is. And yet, yet, like you just said, they're doing all of that um, and, and not condemning a lot of these attacks. They're certainly... Not, you know, uh, not treating criminals as they should be treating criminals. I'm a big believer in tough crime, you know, and give punishment because then it's not that revolving door. He's not doing that, but he finds the time to spend millions of dollars, basically. So I think he should go to Congress. I agree with you. Now, let me let me ask you to put your lawyer hat on because you've obviously had a lot of great roles there, Montgomery. Uh, As an attorney, where do you think this case is going now that it's been two days and they haven't we haven't heard anything for two days. It was leaking like a sieve up until two it's days not, ago. It's going absolutely nowhere because the statute of limitations is expired on the original charge. He's trying to morph it into some kind of federal felony. We've had several uh, uh, federal prosecutors pass on 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 the charge. Uh, it's not going to happen. And now you have this fellow Costello comes in and just blows Cohen's testimony out of the water with 300 emails and a letter from uh from uh, Cohen's former attorney, there's no way this case should ever go to a vote in the grand jury. And if, if by some stretch of the imagination they do have a vote and they do a vote to indict uh, President Trump, if this is going to blow up in their face. This is going to catapult Donald Trump into the White House for a second term. I 1,000 percent agree. And, in fact, uh, some of the latest polls are showing he is climbing higher and higher and people are donating to his campaign. I mean, he's he's been pr- pulling in tons of money because people are going, this is ridiculous. This is such an overreach. Um, Montgomery, thank you very much. And thank you also for your great service as a Marine, too, and also police officer and everything else you've done. We appreciate it. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show, and the number is 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, uh, Carlo, who just called, was hot-blooded for sure. He is peeved about what looks like a very weaponized DA's office in New York going after President Trump. And now everybody's wondering, what is going on? Two days, and we have not heard really anything from the jury. We don't know. Are they going to be bringing back in another witness? Will the DA say, let's go to a vote? Is he hoping that maybe uh, something happens where things get distracted and the case just fades away because it is so thin and so lame? Well, earlier today, I talked to Bob Costello 
Bob, of course, was that key blockbuster witness. And I was talking with him when he joined me and John Katsimatidis on Cats and Cosby, 5 to 6 p.m., by the way, on WABC for our great WABC listeners and also WABCradio.com. And Bob told us that he does believe that he put a damper on the DA's case and definitely put a wrench in the case. The question is, was it a slight pause did it really do a basically a 360 or a 180 to the case? Uh, do you think that it has punctured the case and now the DA is looking for an out? This is what Bob Costello told us just a little bit ago. I think the Manhattan DA is uh, pausing and reconsidering what their actions were going to be because of the presentation that I gave at the grand jury on Monday. I think I really stirred up those grand jurors. Because I presented, I told them I have 321 emails here, and yet the DA is only putting in six. He claimed because it was hearsay. Well, of course, if that's true, then the six that he put in would be hearsay. But I explained to him that uh, these records were made and maintained in the regular course of business, and it was the regular course of business to make and maintain those records, which means they're business records, which means in terms of evidence, it's an exception to the hearsay rule. So I told him right in front of the grand jury, your legal claim has no foundation. Your legal claim has no foundation. And by the way, it's not like he is just some Joe Blow. Also, this is a guy who is a former prosecutor. He was right there, front row and center, by the way. He used to be in the Southern District of New York. Highly credible, highly skilled. And he said, wait a minute, I've got these 300 X emails and text messages, which are so much different than what you have been told. So the question is, did the grand jury say, we'd like to see that information? We just heard from Bob Costello, who seems like a credible, reasonable guy. um, And he brought up this thing about 300 emails. They can't be forced to read it. This is interesting. The way grand juries work. They are not required to give them to them. In other words, the prosecution doesn't have to, Bragg's team. But if the jury asks for them, then they have to hand it over. So maybe the jurors, if I was in the jury room, and I've been in a jury room, you guys, not a grand jury, but I've been in a regular jury, I would have said, wait a minute, this is so different than what I've heard. Um, I'd like to see this information that this guy, Bob Costello, who seems like a credible attorney, um, that he was talking about. So maybe they're going to start looking through that, and he's trying to figure out, well, what do I do? Uh, So where is the case, and why have we not heard anything for the last basically two days? Where is this headed? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to David, line one. David, your thoughts on where this is going? Your buddy's going to be indicted. It's just a matter of time. They just basically reviewing all the evidence. I'm talking about the jury now. Yeah, but they have not met, David. Um, and, and let me just tell you, my my allegiance is to justice right here. I I honestly, I would not like this if this was Your President Biden. Well, David, let me ask you why. Do you actually think this is a solid case, that this is a it case is. that you want to go after the former president of the United States? And if his last name wasn't Trump, do you think we'd be talking about it in this yes, case? No would. way. No, we, we wouldn't. Yeah, we would. No, because we wouldn't. Somebody that, uh, uh, using a third party when you shouldn't have. You know what? That is not the case, as we have seen from it the evidence. The we saw the check in the newspaper that was payable by 
from Michael Cohen uh, yeah, on behalf yeah. of no, Trump. No, yes, but Cohen has said, Cohen has given so many different accounts as to why he it did it. Yeah, I no, saw the check with my own eyes. I saw the check. I know what you're talking about, David. You know, we're, we're not dumb. We got that. But the point is, the point is, in most cases, this would never go to a jury. This would never even go to a The name wasn't Trump, David. It would never go to this far. And the reason is they don't like Trump and there can't be unequal justice in America. A president, a former president, shouldn't be above the law, but he shouldn't be way beneath it, David. Don't you believe in equal justice? I guess you're not there. What a shame. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents... And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we love honoring our men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming from Sarasota, Florida. Well, last summer, Rafael Ayala Viltalba was thrown from his motorbike in a traffic accident in Sarasota County, and the injuries that he received would dramatically change his life and would have been fatal if it were not for the actions of a Sarasota County Sheriff's deputy. And what he thought would be the final moments of his life, Villalba did not expect that Sarasota County Sheriff's deputy rushed to his aid to literally be his lifesaver. Deputy Josh Snow was the first at the scene of the crash where he discovered him suffering from serious leg injuries. So Snow immediately began applying a tourniquet while receiving assistance from an off-duty paramedic. Well, the man spent many months undergoing several operations that ultimately led to many, many different surgeries. He even had to have a prosthetic leg and also help to get through things because it was a very, very difficult situation. But had he not been rescued by this officer, he never would have even lived another day. And so this guy suddenly saw that Snow was in the off in the newspaper receiving an award for his life-saving actions. And he said that he wanted to reach out to him and thank him personally. And what a beautiful story. Just about a week ago, the officer and the man he saved were reunited for an emotional meeting at the Sarasota County's Sheriff's Office. And Bill Alba said, honestly, I couldn't believe this was going to be the day the day I get to greet the man who literally saved my life. Meantime, Deputy Josh Snow said days like this make all the training, all the hard work, everything without a doubt worth it. It is why we do it, to be able to save people's lives. And what a beautiful story that that man, first of all, survived and was able to see the deputy who literally saved his life. Well, we are talking, you just heard from Crazy Dave, who was calling in, who said, oh, well, it's Trump, 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 Trump. And he seems to think that this is, you know, worse than crime. Maybe he should be getting the death penalty for uh, what, for um, not putting the business expense in the right column. And Dave, who just called, are you kidding me? If it was anybody other than Trump, they wouldn't even be looking at this case. This is also the New York District Attorney's Office. There is so much crime. Crime is skyrocketing all over the country, and especially in major cities like New York. And this district attorney is focused on a business issue that would technically barely even rise to a misdemeanor. 
I mean, this is really nuts. We are living in an alternate universe. And here we are two days later and everybody's wondering what does it mean? And I think it clearly means that I think Bragg, the case has thrown into disarray. I think he is trying to make sense of it all. He's trying to figure out what do I do? Is there a witness I can bring in to, you know, counter under, you know, somehow turn things around after what happened with Bob Costello? And here is Bob Costello. We were talking with him earlier today. This is how he basically describes Michael Cohen. Take a listen. And this is cut 11. Michael Cohen is not the horse you want to try and ride to the finish line. He just doesn't have any credibility at all. That's pretty straight ahead. Basically, he's not the guy you want to rest a case on, let alone a case against the president of the United States. And here's a little more of Bob Costello talking about it. Michael Cohen is quite simply a witness that you cannot believe. He's a convicted perjurer. And if the grand jury gets to see the other 315 emails, he probably lied to us another 50 to 100 times where he contradicted himself. He would say one thing in one email and the opposite thing in another email. So I think if you're judging this guy's credibility, and he's the sole witness really in this case, you have to see all the evidence. And I was pushing very hard for that and told the grand jury, you can't believe Michael Cohen. Wow. Well, that was from our uh, show, uh, Cats and Cosby. That was Judge Weinberg, because, boy, we had so many questions chiming in there because we had so many questions for him. It was such a fascinating case. And Bob Costello firmly believes that his testimony in there really turned the issue all around. And meantime, guess what? Bragg won't won't answer to Congress. He basically sent back a scathing kind of comment from his office, basically saying he will not appear before Congress. Why should he have to do that? He should be able to do whatever he wants in terms of an investigation. But Congress is saying they want to investigate him, claiming it is unprecedented abuse, that this is so over the top and is an abuse of authority. It is abuse of financial money that goes towards this. And yet Alvin Bragg seems to think he's above the law. He seems to think Trump's below the law and Alvin Bragg is above the law. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline. Line two. Jacqueline, this is really incredible. Where do you see this going? And how do you read the fact, here it is two days, we haven't heard a peep. Well, that just kind of plays into my theory that I told you about last night. Uh, but in addition to it's going nowhere. And, and by, um, the, by the way, Jacqueline, I remember your theory. Will you tell, in case they weren't listening last night, you had a, a really interesting theory about yes. the, the Stormy Michael thing, right? Am I, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Repeat it again. And you know what? I was <laughs> listening to another uh, radio show earlier this evening, and a caller had the nerve to call in and give that story, give that theory, saying that it was their own. So I, I, you know, it, it's it's funny that that should have happened. Um, my theory is that Michael Cohen is the one that had the affair with Stormy Daniels, and that's why he didn't want his wife to know about the the money that he took out uh, as a home equity loan to pay her off. And I also think that he orchestrated the whole thing to make an introduction uh, to Stormy Daniels to President Trump so that uh, the picture was taken with the two of them together, kind of setting the whole thing up. 
And if Michael Cohen ever needed some kind of an ace in his back pocket to bail him out of whatever other uh, situation he may have been in, he, he created this whole thing. Um, and, you know, I also heard on WABC on the news uh, commentary earlier in the day today that Joe Tacopina sent a letter to New York's Department of Investigation that Alvin Bragg is weaponizing his office, that he has, and also his predecessor, Cy Vance, has been looking into uh, anything and everything they could possibly dig up on President Trump going back decades to try to prosecute him. So if it wasn't for Bob Costello, God bless Bob Costello, I don't, I, I don't think uh, this would have fallen apart the way it has. But thankfully, it, it seems to be falling apart. Yeah, it seems that way. And and you know what? Um, to me, Jacqueline, you're right. Bob Costello, I think, has thrown a huge wrench in this. And it begs the question, where do we go from here? Like, what is Bragg going to do? Because the problem is Bragg has egg on his face. I think, first of all, he didn't want anything to happen on Tuesday when Trump was saying, oh, he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. So the last thing he'd want to do was give in to Trump and have Trump look like he usurped him. So I think for sure it wasn't probably going to happen on a Tuesday. But then there was Wednesday. Then there was Thursday. So it is interesting that it keeps dragging on and on. Um, and everybody, I want to play, um, Jacqueline, thanks for the call. I, I want to play also, this is Michael Pence, the former vice president. Of course, he was vice president under President Trump. And John Katsimatidis and I had the pleasure of talking to the vice president earlier today. And I asked him, what do you make of the Trump case? Uh, what do you make of all the stuff with Alvin Bragg? And he said, this is way over the top. He also defended Trump. He said, this is just so over the top, so overzealous. Um, and he really did believe that this is prosecutorial, basically misconduct by Bragg. Uh, take a listen to this exchange. I want to play this. You know, we're talking about all these huge issues, Mr. Vice President. Everybody, we're talking to the former Vice President, Mike Pence, here on Katz and Cosby. Um, and I think about the, between the border, between Russia, Ukraine, economy. Right. Um, but it seems that Democrats are focused on Trump, 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 especially right. with the grand jury. What are your thoughts just about all of that? Well, I addressed that this weekend when the, the the word originally emerged of the possibility of, of of indicting a former president of the United States on uh, campaign finance charges seven years in the past. It, it clearly, it was from the very get-go, I said it was obviously politically charged. I think tens of millions of Americans have come to that conclusion. My, my hope is that even the Manhattan DA will think better of it and not go forward. But, uh, but you know, i got to be honest with you. You're right, Rita, the way you put it. The media is preoccupied with this story. And it looks and, like and, the DA may, might be blinking because there was an, uh, uh, how do you say, an oh, crap moment a few times this week yeah, uh, when Bob they realized uh, with Bob Costello when uh, he testified in the, uh, in the grand jury. Yeah, that's right. And the grand jury... Uh, a few of them were scratching their heads. John, I, you know, I, I hope that's right. Look, I, we all know nobody's above the law, but nobody's beneath the law either. And when you have someone who, you had an AG in this state, now you have this Manhattan DA who campaigned on going after one particular American. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like um, equal treatment before the law that every American 
expects. And so, look, I, I don't know the facts uh, around this case or the merits of it, and not here to defend it. But I'm, I, I'm here to say my hope is, since it has never happened before in American history, that even the Manhattan DA Ulysses, will think... Ulysses S. Grant, while he was president was arrested for racing his horse around Washington. Well, that, right. that would be. But, well, thanks that, for that, John. By the way, that might have been more serious, that, right? But what I'm saying, in this case, I truly do believe that the notion of bringing criminal charges against a former president based on campaign finance violations of seven years ago, it just seems to me it does not rise to the level. But, Rita, I love what you said. Bottom line, this is not what the American people are talking about. I've been traveling all over the country. The American people want us to deal with the challenges facing families with record inflation, the crisis at the border, uh, Russia on the move, all the challenges we face. That's where I'm going to stay focused. And you just heard it. I mean, we were talking about border with him. We were talking about crime, a whole bunch of different issues, China, Russia, all that stuff. And guess what? He's like, why are we, why is the country consumed and why is Alvin Bragg consumed with going after Trump on a business issue? It really does put it in perspective. And the former vice president said, this is so over the top. We need, we've got so many serious issues. We've got a lack of leadership in this country on so many levels and we're rudderless on so many levels. And we're spending time looking at a business issue with President Trump where a normal citizen would never be indicted, never even be brought into a case whatsoever against him. So what are we doing here? I mean, this is just nuts. And everybody's sort of hanging in the balance wondering what is going on? What is happening? And what is Alvin Bragg doing? Is he trying to scramble now, trying to figure it out? Or he's just so intent on taking down Trump, even if he has the lamest of cases, Maybe he's going to go forward just because he seems determined to go after Trump. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stephen on line six. Stephen, your thoughts. Hey, you know, I want to know how come we can't go after Bragg to find out what connection the George Soros group is having right now in pushing this investigation. What communications? Why can't the Congress go after all this information about who, what, where, and how the Soros people are pushing this? Because the undercurrent of before the election of, of Bragg and James all saying that we have to go after Trump, even before they even got in office, it's terrible. They should be investigating this connection. That's what I think. Well, and it'd be interesting to know what kind of money. I mean, we know for a fact that uh, it's uh, there have been reports that at least he got about a million. By the way, so did George Gascon, uh, the other soft on crime DA in Los Angeles. We know also the guy in San Francisco got it. Uh, I think the guy in Philly also there's reports. So there are a lot of tentacles here. And, and it'd be interesting to know, like, like, who is driving this bus? Is it Alvin Bragg and his own sort of political ambitions or is there somebody else who, you know, who, if you talk about the Soros money, was there something, somebody else driving it? Uh, is yeah, it somebody, think, what do you think? Well, you know, I think a lot more. Hey, Stephen, we're losing you. We're losing you. Call us back, but we're losing you. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Larry. Line three. Larry, your thoughts. Yeah, um, um, I think that uh, basically 
Greg has gotten himself into a trap. You know, like I'm, he's caught in a trap and he can't get out because uh, he, he's damned as he does, he's damned as he doesn't. If he brings the indictment, um, he's going to be investigated for bringing a frivolous indictment. Um, and if he doesn't bring the indictment, he's still going to be investigated for all the hours that he was investigating into Trump. So I think at this point, um, he's trying to get together um, an indictment. He's trying very hard. Uh, that's why he's holding off. He's trying to gather as many pieces of evidence because either way, he's going to be investigated. Yeah, I think so. See, I think, Larry, he's also – it's an ego thing. He's come this far. So if he doesn't go further or if he drops the case, just like you said, they're going to say, well, then why did you spend all the money? You know, if you really didn't, you know, what? and why didn't you look into Bob Costello, uh, his side of the story that clearly refuted Michael Cohn? Why didn't you at least investigate it before you brought it before a grand jury? Uh, you know, that clearly you're a witness. So there's a lot of issues here. You're, you're right. He's sort of damned if you do. And he's either way, he looks foolish. Um, but but why put the country through it? Why put a president through it? Um, but my gut is he's probably going to go full steam ahead because if he doesn't, he almost looks worse, I think, for himself. I mean, either way, it's it's he never should have brought it to begin with. But backtracking now, uh, that has to admit that he made a mistake. And I don't know if this guy would ever admit that he makes a mistake. What do you think, Lair? Well, I don't think I don't think right now he's proceeding because of ego. I think that uh, they struck fear into this moron. He thought he was like uh, Teflon. You know, he figured, hey, I take a shot at Trump. Everybody else is. You know, look, nothing's happened to anybody else. Well, he stepped in mud. Yeah, no, I think I agree. And the question is, how's he going to get out of it? And how's the country going to get out of this mess? What a zoo. Larry, thank you very much for your perspective. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. I just came back, by the way, before the show from an amazing, amazing experience. I just watched an incredible film and met, I think, one of the most talented human beings alive. Here is a little hint. Solo qualche istante, zitti stiamo ad ascoltare. So that is the beautiful voice of an angel, Andrea Bocelli. And I just went to the premiere of a beautiful new film that he and his gorgeous wife Veronica did. It is called The Journey. And it takes you through this breathtaking Italian countryside, talks about his journey and his career, his journey of his faith. And it was one of the most beautiful, inspiring films as we've been talking about all the craziness going on in the world. It was nice to kind of take a break and see this breathtaking film and hear this incredible music. Can you imagine? It was like through the whole film. Also, one of the other singers was Michael W. Smith, my buddy, the crush, a Christian singer, the mega 
Christian star. He was there as well. And I had the lucky fortune of talking to Andrea Bocelli and his wonderful wife, Veronica. I'm going to put some pictures up on my social media tomorrow. Uh, but he is as nice and as kind as is she. And what a gift to be able to talk to them tonight and hear uh, just one of the most beautiful music uh, experiences ever and one of the most beautiful films. This film is coming out. It was sort of a preview tonight. And the movie is actually going to be coming out. It was done by some of the folks from TBN. And boy, they just did a spectacular job. And it's going to be coming to movie theaters. It is called The Journey. And it's a music special from Andrea Bocelli, put together by him and Veronica Bocelli and so many other talented folks. It comes out early April. And I encourage you all to go see it. It is just spectacular. It will take you away to another planet just to hear this incredible voice and also so many other great singers that were there too and also hey let's hear that note here it is and he told a story by the way of early on his career everybody said you know what the voice is really good but because of course you know, of his eyesight, you know, that they were like, not sure if this guy really had the goods to be able to become a star. And boy, what an inspiring, his message was, follow your dreams, follow what you love. And he said, I sing because it brings me joy. You know, I'm singing because I love it. And how blessed is he that he made a career of it and hit, look at that note. Oh my gosh. What a great guy. Anyway, take everybody, make sure that you get a chance to see the journey. What a talented, extraordinary, amazing human being. And how lucky am I to have spent a little bit of time with the great Andrea Bocelli uh, just about an hour and a half ago. And I just feel blessed. I don't want to wash my hands. I got to hug him and give him a kiss. So I feel very, very blessed. There's few people that I say that, but what a talented and extraordinary human being he is. Anyway, we are talking, of course, about the Trump case. And when we come back after the break, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Uh, Boy, there are so many questions that's going on in my mind. Like, what is the delay? Why is this happening? And why has it lingered now into two straight days where we won't hear anything? And what does Alvin Bragg have up his sleeve? Should he be sanctioned? Because he sure seems like he has crossed the line on so many levels. And we're going to play a few highlights from some blockbuster comments and back and forth that took place on Capitol Hill. There was a big hearing with the CEO of TikTok today. And a lot of Republicans were saying, you know what, the CCP, that China can get your information if you're on TikTok. And the CEO was kind of twisting and turning in his seat. And boy, did he get grilled, probably more than Michael Cohn did before the Alvin Bragg grand jury. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
still thinking about that hug I got from Andrea Bocelli. So, boy, that was a great one. I'm still on cloud nine. I just think he's amazing. I had the pleasure of meeting him earlier tonight. Well, one thing that probably wasn't a pleasure was the CEO of TikTok, who was grilled today. Did you hear that on Capitol Hill? Uh, Of course, everybody's wondering to get to the basis of what access they could get to people who are using TikTok, especially millions upon millions of Americans, especially young kids. And we know that China owns, of course, a bit of TikTok. We know that there's all these issues surrounding it, and there's all these questions, according to the GP, of course, about transparency. And they feel that the CEO of TikTok, when he came before them today, was not being honest. Take a listen. You've said repeatedly that there is no threat, that this is an inter- a platform for entertainment and for fun. I have to ask you then, if there is no threat to Americans, if there is no threat to our data, privacy, security, why did an internal memo from TikTok corporate headquarters explicitly coach senior management to, quote, downplay the parent company ByteDance? Why would they say downplay the China Association and downplay AI? This is from an internal memo from your company. Why, if you had nothing to hide, would you need to downplay the association with ByteDance in China? Congressman, I have not seen this memo. You can't answer that question. Wow. Kat Kamek of Florida tearing into the CEO And that's basically how the whole day went. So later on in the hour, I want to take, get your thoughts. Do you believe uh, that TikTok through, you know, obviously China and all the other things that China is doing, this comes with all the relations they have with Iran, with Russia and everything else. What is happening with China trying to infiltrate America on so many different levels? Think about the spy balloon and the kind of access you could get. When you have somebody's information electronically, there's just so many questions about this. And I'm glad that the GOP is at least looking into this. It's it's an important topic. It should at least be looked into. And while the GOP is going for this hot and heavy, well, guess what? It seems like people on the left, all they are like, they're like salivating, saying, oh, Trump needs to definitely be indicted over the case with Alvin Bragg. Take a listen to some of the media's take Uh, They just can't wait for that indictment. This is serious, right? This is a former president for the first time in the history of this country who may be indicted. But if an indictment is brought here, this would be historic. This is incredibly significant. If there's an indictment of Donald Trump, it will be monumental, historic. An indictment of Trump would be significant and literally historic. And they are saying, yes, it is historic. And they like are like pins and needles to see what happens. I, I'll tell you, I am curious to see where this is going. And it is bizarre that they have basically paused the case now uh, for at least two days. And the grand jury is not coming back now until Monday. It usually meets Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So it looks like it's coming back on Monday. The question is, is it back on Monday? Is it paused for a long time? We don't know. But Joe Tacopina who is the attorney for Trump on this case, he gave us an assessment a little bit earlier why he thinks the case has been in limbo the last two days. Here is what he sort of thinks. Take a listen. Look, there could be, it could be as simple as logistical issues and scheduling issues, but I have to believe 
that something is going on inside the district attorney's office that's causing them to take a step back and say, hey, we, what are we doing here? I think enough people have come out on both sides of the fence, left side, right side, middle, you know, and have said this is outrageous. This violates rule of law. This puts our country in a position where we're on par with, you know, the Soviet Union, China, Nazi Germany, where we take a person and we look for a crime. We do not do that in this country. Yeah, we don't do that in this country. And everybody is supposed to be treated fairly. And then in the middle of all this, Alvin Bragg won't answer any questions to Congress. His office basically, you know, shot back and said, uh-uh, sorry, we're not going to come before Congress. We're not going to answer any of these questions. It does feel a little bit like Russia. I mean, it feels like Russia. It feels like Cuba. Uh, and somebody last night, I remember we were talking, used the phrase banana republic. That's a perfect expression. This is not the way democracy works. But Joe Tacopina does believe in the end that Trump will get off, but he hopes that he actually doesn't get to the point where he has a case. But he does believe victory is at the end of the line. Take a listen. This is a case that we will win. Uh, you guys could save this tape. <laughs> we'll win. We'll save the tape. And by the way, I think he's right. But why would you put somebody through that? Why would you put the country through that? And why are they doing it? And what is up with Alvin Bragg? Suddenly, it seemed like, again, it was like a, it was like the Niagara Falls. There were so many leaks for days upon days. And now it's like they're in the witness protection program. You don't hear anything. So why the contrast, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. There is no doubt Alvin Bragg, I think, knows there is a huge hole in his case. The question is, can he backtrack now uh, and will he or will he try to pull some sort of a Hail Mary and hope that the jury that he gets just enough to go through an indictment? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Brian. Line seven. Brian, your thoughts. Hi. uh, I'm in politics for, oh, 60 years now. I just hit 85, but. Uh, I listen to you folks. Thanks a million. Your your family. Thank you. And Brian, uh, you sound fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, You you give me a lift. Anyway, uh, I got some secrets. I got two secrets. My son's in the Air Force. He's in D.C. I run back and forth because I'm alone up here. And uh, he's in Springfield. His neighbor fixes uh, electricity and plumbing in the White House. So he came over and said, hi, Steph, you know, I see you're, uh, you know, you're into politics. Your, your father, he says, yeah, he says, well, let him know this. What is Obama going into the White House for the past six months at 11 in the morning and leaves at four in the afternoon? What the heck's that all about? Oh, that's interesting. So so, so you're saying that someone has told your uh, son, right, I guess, that, that yeah. Obama is kind of a regular. You, you know, it's uh, now what's your second secret, Brian? What's that? Well, he bought a he bought a he bought a uh, a brownstone in Georgetown. Obama's down here all the time. My second secret is, I just ran, well, just two years uh, two years ago for New York State Assembly for the second time, and a Senate twice over the years. I was with the Goldwater campaign. I'm a founder of the Conservative Party in New York State. Long story short, I go to vote for myself, and uh, they pulled my ticket. So I call over the, the cop. I said, "Listen, this." Uh, the, the, the Board of Election guys here took my ticket. I want to 
place of citizen's arrest. He says, oh, come on, Brian's too much paperwork. Give me a break. I says, well, call the chief. So they, they all know me here in Brooklyn. So he says, oh, well, chief comes over. Brian, I'll be in court two years. I says, okay, forget it. So I go to the headquarters. They say, if we go to court, he says, we're going to court. He says, it'll cost 200, 300 grand just to walk in the door. And then they'll do what they're doing to Trump. They'll keep appealing, appealing, appealing out a hundred grand a shot, trying to break the bank. He said, he says, and then when you go before a judge who was appointed by Obama or Clinton, who's <laughs> a you know, Democratic Party, well, my cousin calls up and says, they pulled 127,000 tickets. I said, what? She says, yeah, they pulled my ticket in Queens. So they had a little slap on the wrist, and uh, the head of the Board of Elections, Humanity, steps down, and he fires some new, new kid that just joined the Board of Elections. So but the bottom line is, that you got the Republican Party and, and, and the conservatives, they got to get up early in the morning because, let me tell you, this is war and the Democrats know every dirty trick in the book. Well, it sounds like you had some good ones there that you were sharing with us, Brian. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, Obama's there 11 to 4 every day at the White House, and you just brought up the pulling the tickets. Uh, sounds like there's a lot of fishy things going on, Brian. Keep us posted. We appreciate it. Let's go to David. In Los Angeles, David, your thoughts after that was some good stuff from Brian there. Go ahead. Yeah, I like that about hearing about Obama 11 to 4. I always we, we all suspected as such that he's running the country. Now, I got a few points about this Alvin Bragg thing. First of all, Rita, please put a note on the WABC wall. It's not that Bragg's going after the former president. He wouldn't be doing it. It's that he's going after the current Front runner of the political opposition Republican. No, you're. By the way, by the way, David, and I'm glad you corrected. You're, you're right. I mean, obviously, both are true. But you're right. The emphasis should be on the fact that he is the front runner. And I firmly believe if he was not running again, Bragg wouldn't care about going after him. So you're you are one thousand percent correct. Go ahead. Thank you, and I agree with what you said. Secondly, the last thing George Soros wants is Congress mentioning his name in relationship to anything. So I don't I think that 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 Bragg just he's going to have to have some egg on his face. Now here's the thing that's most damaging in my opinion. Charlemagne the God, you probably know who he is. Yep. He's the black he's the black DJ, the voice of black people. He says that this he thinks Trump should be in jail, but he says that this Bragg case is dog poop. And yes. he didn't say poop. Yes. By, by the way, I heard that. And he's not alone. There's a lot of people that are not necessarily fans of Donald Trump that just see the facts. Because guess what? It takes like a first grader's mentality to be able to see the facts and say, this isn't it. Like, it's like, OK, if the name wasn't Trump, would you put the case forward? I don't know one person who said yes. Honestly, I don't know a single person. When you have Charlemagne the God criticizing a black man about it, going after the white Trump, it is over. So I think that Bragg just has to, he's going to have to have some egg on his face that he can come out and say, well, there was just no way that a black man could go after a rich white guy in this country. We still haven't progressed enough. Oh, oh, uh, David, I hear where you're going. You think at the end of the day that maybe... Bragg's going to say, oh, it's it's uh, the case is racist somehow that he brought on, you know, I mean, but but who knows, you know, who knows where they'll spin it, you know, 
uh, you know, the yeah, thing but- is, if he if he was a convicted felon, Trump would have a much easier time with Bragg, given Bragg's track record with felon, or I shouldn't say convicted, people who get away with it under Bragg. You know, I mean, that's the irony of it all, is you look at the track record of Bragg, and he's given so many other people that are hardened criminals, he's given them a free pass. And yet, for some reason, it's Trump, Trump, Trump. And he wrote it. You know, look, he even said when he's running for office, I'm going after Trump. That's a priority for me. That's a, you know, and, and sure enough, he is doing it. Um, but I don't know if I don't know if I see him backtracking, David, real quick. Do you see any way that he's going to backtrack on this? I don't know how he gets out of it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I know. He's just going to have to have major egg on his face. And let me ask you this. He's going to have to have major egg on his face because, you know, the whole world, including Charlemagne the God, and these jurors aren't sequestered. This grand jury, they turn on the TV. They hear that everybody says that this is dog do of the case. The statute of limitations is up. And like what I'd really like to remind people, how many people, how many violent criminals did Bragg let go free that eventually ended up murdering somebody? This guy is a gang member. If you had the head of a gang member of a cartel in charge, that's the type of thing they would do. Let violent criminals free to go out and commit murder. And this guy's going after the front-runner political candidate. This guy needs to be kicked the hell out of office. Yeah, and you know what? Guess what? Uh, The voting booth, when he gets to the voting booth, I hope people are looking and listening to you tonight, David, because it it is such an overreach of justice. And it's shocking. It really is shocking. I never would have imagined if somebody said to me, they're going to do this thing on a thing with Trump that was seven years ago that they would never go after anybody else for. And it, it, it seems so un-American in so many ways. David, thank you for your passion and also for your great points. one 800 848 We'll continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Trump is firing back now at the district attorney's office, and he's using some language that's making a lot of headlines, by the way, Uh, basically saying on his truth social, he refers to the American legal system as the Gestapo. And he said, quote, our country is being destroyed as they tell us to be peaceful. And then he further said, why won't Bragg drop the case? Everybody says there is no crime. I did nothing wrong. And he further called Bragg a Soros-backed animal who just doesn't care about right or wrong, no matter how many people he hurts. And he said he is just carrying out the plans of the radical left lunatics. Our country's being destroyed. 
as they tell us to be peaceful. What is your reaction? Trump just firing out loud at the district attorney and the district attorney saying that he has no intention to go before Congress. Congress is saying we want to have a look at your money. We want to hear what kind of taxpayer money went into this investigation. What was the premise to go after, as David so aptly described, the front runner for the presidency of the United States on the GOP side? And people are saying, well, why is Trump so upset? Well, wouldn't you be upset if suddenly, you know, a district attorney was accusing you of something? And by the way, this all comes after all this information about this letter that surfaced that a lot of people are talking about. And we were talking about it with Bob Costello, who was the big witness uh, that looks like put a big damper in Bragg's case. Um, This was a letter that came out about five years ago, or resurfaced, I should say. It was written five years ago, and it was with the attorney for Cohen at the time, Michael Cohen, Stephen M. Ryan. And it was a letter that was written by him to the Federal Election Commission about the payment that Cohen made to Stormy Daniels. And in it, the letter that is signed, again, by the attorney, right, it says, neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Miss Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly, according to this letter. So, I mean, Cohen is all over the place. How can Alvin Bragg go forward with this case? Let's go to Stan, line four. Stan, your thoughts about this? Uh, Hello. Hello, Stan. What do you think? I've been listening for two days to most of these morons that call up with their theories. Jennifer's theory was interesting. All right, so, like so Stan, enlighten us. I liked what she had to say. <laughs> that uh, really, it's uh, Cone who had the relationship. Oh, that was actually that was Jacqueline. I laughed at that By the one. way, that laughed... wasn't that wasn't Jennifer. It was Jacqueline. It was an interesting Jacqueline theory. Jacqueline Jenner are all the same. Who cares? The point is, it, I, I'm wondering if she's the one that had the relationship with God. How would she know what to write? She's guessing. She's just spitting out crap like most of the rest of them are. It, it well, goes, what, do you, well, what do you think you're spitting out? No, I'm saying I'm pretty honest about it. I'm pretty honest. I I told you before. I don't think there's there's no this is small potato. I don't think there's much here. I I agree. I don't think there's much of a K. I said this before. Costello's brought in to muddy the waters. What else is new? But and there's a buddy. First of all, also Congress putting their two feet in. They got nothing to say. They got no jurisdiction. They can open their mouths all they want. Uh, I don't like Bragg, but he told them off. He's right. They're but, not, but, they're, hey, wait, wait, hold on a second, though, Stan. I don't wait. like Bragg, but he's right about that. They got no jurisdiction. They, he, they got nothing to say. But so, it's an interesting point of all the taxpayer money that went into uh, this. What are you talking Come on, about? Rita, Rita, what on. are you talking about? Every, look, I'm not thrilled with this particular thing, but he's doing exactly what the legal system he's going to agree. I'm not for it. Again, listen, I'm not. But he's going to a grand jury. He's bringing the evidence to the grand jury. I don't think he has much there, but he can go, and he's waiting. But I said this before. What else does he have? Otherwise, why go through all of this? You're right. He, I said, boy, he may have egg on his face. He may, Stan, look, he he may, may have lose. a whole omelet. He may not I have one egg. He may have like but, a, like a, like a, a four-egg omelet. You know? what, the, what the hell does he have that we don't know? He may have something. And you're right. 
Is she going to testify? I don't think she's testified, Stormy Daniels. No, she did. Apparently she went before the grand jury, and he's gone multiple times. And if this is, again, we don't know, but if this is the best you got, I'm not saying you, Stan. I'm talking about Brad. Rita, Costello was brought in just to muddy the waters, and he did a good job. I'll give him that. But that's all he was there. The question is. But, but Stan, hold on. We're going to go to a break. Okay, hold on. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful tribute to a 95-year-old World War II veteran. And it happened in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Dozens gathered there to honor World War II veteran Robert Kopp, who not only served his country, but also, years later, has been helping fellow veterans. Just to give you a little bit of background, Kopp joined the U.S. Army in the closing days of World War II, and he was sent to the Pacific. And on Wednesday... At Manor Lake Assisted Living, the living center where he is now, he said everybody knows him there as Mr. Bob because he helps the veterans and helps everybody. He also serves uh, as a volunteer also in hospice. What an amazing guy. And he said to all the people who attended his birthday party uh, and gave him a big pat on the back and a big hug, He said he was very humbled by this entire experience, but he was just doing his duty when he was serving there in World War II. He said, quote, I just think they went to way too much trouble for me here at this party. I don't deserve it. I did what I needed to do. Um, What a beautiful message and what an incredible hero and part of the greatest generation and humble like Every veteran that I ever encounter, how beautiful to see that he is being honored at 95 years young. Well, we are talking about justice in America, and this is Bob Costello, who I think threw a huge monkey wrench into Alvin Bragg's case. Here's a little bit more of what he says happened with the case when early on he said he's been talking. He was talking to the FBI agents about the credibility of Michael Cohen. And he said he can't understand why Bragg went forward with this case. Take a listen. Not only did the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District, after I presented the exact same material that I presented to the Manhattan DA's office, as well as to Trump's lawyer, uh, and I sat down with two assistants and two FBI agents for a couple of hours, uh, they passed. They never did anything else with Michael Cohen again because they exercised good judgment. I hope that the Manhattan DA's office would look at that experience and say, we should follow in their shoes and not go forward with a frivolous case like this. Isn't that wild? All right. So the U.S. attorney passes, the FBI passes, others pass. For some reason, Alvin Bragg has not passed. What is up with Alvin Bragg? Why is he so intent on going after Trump, especially on something like this? Well, here is Joe Tacopina because... This is what he says Alvin Bragg should do now. He's the attorney who's representing President Trump in this case. Take a listen. Because of all the pressure that's been brought down on Alvin Bragg, especially after Pomerantz went out and revealed grand jury secrecy, uh, secret information from the grand jury in violation of New York State penal law, and he did all those things and and, and put more pressure on Alvin Bragg, making it look like he was being soft on Trump, which is not good for his his constituents or, more importantly, his 
financiers, you know, he became pressured to do something. Well, the way to take that pressure off your shoulders is to say, look, I put the evidence before a grand jury, and the grand jury voted no true bill, and there's nothing more I can do. And, and no one could ever, ever fault him for that. Um, and, and that's his way out here. That's the graceful way out, because once that happens, no one could attack Alan Bragg anymore for saying you were too soft on Trump. And on the other hand, no one could attack Alan Bragg for saying you brought a case that is unwinnable, that is going to divide this country, that is going to create horrific precedent. That's an interesting point. Joe Tacopina saying presented to the grand jury, especially after they heard from Bob Costello. I think if I were a grand juror in that case, and I don't know everything they've heard, but we've pretty much heard pretty much the witnesses that came forward. And based on what we're seeing, it should be like, okay, no case. I still think Alvin Bragg looks foolish. I'm not sure if Bragg would back out at this point. Uh, There's such a high stakes battle and you've got President Trump uh, talking about the case. You've got the whole country talking about the case. You've got police on high alert for security. Uh, you know, should the arraignment happen? Should an indictment happen prior to that? There are so many pieces here to the puzzle. So the big question is, what will Bragg do? Will he just send it to the jury? And then maybe the jury says, ah, there's not enough here. And that gives him a way out. It's a creative idea from Joe Tacopina. Let's go back to Stan, 1-800-848-9222. Stan, sorry, because we had to cut you off there. No problem, no problem, no problem. Uh, First, the one thing that's what he said is wrong is the country will be divided. Hey, the country's already divided, pal. Wake up. Oh, Stan, it it would be so much more, though. Don't you Uh, think, Stan? I'm not on this, no, but again. Wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, just a minute. The grand jury. I thought you were a logical man. Are you kidding me? I am pretty logical. Stan. The country's already divided. Rita, where have you been for the last five, six years? Guess what? Guess what? I've been listening to you, so my head is spinning all right. But but, 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 wait. No, but Stan. Go ahead. ahead. Actually, because you brought up a great point that you do not believe this is a case that Brad, yes, yes. So, Very small. so can you imagine people saying, "Wait a minute!" Like you and no. I are saying, no. I, there will be much more division, and and that yeah. is a big concern. And well, the country shouldn't go through it for a hogwash oh, please, case. Please. Hey, he plays the martyr very well, and he's done good. He raised money off this and so forth. But sooner or later, he plays the martyr. Now, sooner or later, he'll play the convict. And that's what's going to happen. The big cases are coming up. I agree with you. This is small potatoes. The key point is the grand jury. Yeah, you will just come don't like him, so you just want him. No. You want something to happen to him. That's well, all. No, you want. it's going to happen to him. I mean, the other cases are legitimate and solid. Here's the point: grand jury will come back, and this is Briggs out. They'll come back and say, you know, we don't got much here, and we don't think they'll be in that. And then he'll say, okay, and that's it. He goes back. That's it. That's how we save space. And even what uh, Gabatino, I forgot his name. Yeah, Tacopino. Yeah, yeah, he said the same thing. The Tacopino. grand jury will come back and say, you know, there isn't enough here. What do you want? And then he'll say, okay. And then, then, that's he, then he looks good. He says, I tried. Well, that's and it. that, and by the way, that may be the way out. Um, I think you so, know, but, yeah. but I think it, it, they are grasping for straws, Stan, and that is not. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Well, see, I knew you were a common sense man, Stan. Thank you very much. Have a good night, my friend. Great talking to you. Let's go to Ben on line one. Ben, even Stan says this case is full of it. Yeah, uh, Rita, I would agree it's full of it. And, uh, oh, first of all, thank you, call screener, for um, 
uh, letting me in, and he's so gracious, and um, so I don't know why he does it. Wait, wait, wait. Are, <laughs> and, you, um, trying, are you trying to get him a raise? We're not going to do that, all right? <laughs> yo, yo, I'll, I'll, even chip, I'll even chip in. <laughs> you know what? I might, too. What the heck? It's Thursday. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, let's see. Um, okay, I got a little list here. Okay, so I'm a chess player. I played uh, thousands of games. And um, so in chess, you have a strategy. You want to fork, pin, and skewer. And it's hard to give a definition of skewer. But, um, you know, the the uh, knight and bishop can, if they move in one position, they can attack two men at one time. Same thing with a, a knight. So I see Alvin Bragg is doing two things. He's attacking, uh, number one, uh, President Trump, putting him in a bad light. You know, same thing with January 6th. And also, um, the other, he's like a knight or, or a bishop. And the other thing, he's, he's like uh, setting up a smokescreen for the Biden crime family and uh, Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, Ukraine, China. Oh, talking about China. Uh, China, their worldview is world domination. And just a little point to that. You look at the movies that come out of China. Their war, their karate. You got Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and all these famous karate people. How many love, romance, or dramas have you seen from China? Yeah, so, I, yeah you that, know, that's a, you know what? Your point's a good one, Ben, that they're sort of so focused on, they're focused on gearing up uh, maybe for Taiwan or who knows what. And then we in America, they're, they're, they must just be laughing at us, which is so sad. And I'm sure they are thinking, all right, the country's distracted by this issue. You got this DA who's going after Trump uh, for something that nobody would ever be even charged with or even pulled in for questioning. And and that's where I disagree with Stan was saying that he thinks the case is thin, which I agree with him on that. But he thinks, oh, well, then just send it to the grand jury. That's not the way justice works. If the case, if you would normally not charge somebody, you shouldn't be bringing people before the grand jury and hauling the country through it and call, hauling the leading front runner on the GOP side through it. So there's a lot of issues there. But with all these things that you're talking about, all the serious stuff with China and everything else, you know, there are so many things going on in the world and so many huge things going on in the world. And we were talking, John Katsimatidis and I were talking with Vice President Pence earlier today about it. There's huge things with that, with the border, um, Iran, you know, there's Russia, Ukraine. I mean, there's so many factors here, Ben. And then yet we've got this going on. And it was just really where it looked like, remember, the headlines were James Comer zeroing in on Hunter and the money coming from China and the former mayor of Moscow's wife. And it was millions upon millions of dollars. That was the headline. And this has sort of moved it off the headline. So you think that this is sort of the shiny object to take attention away from some of those things. Uh, anything to sort of get anything Hunter off the off the headline. Is that what you think, Ben? Is that your thoughts on this? Yes. Yes, that's that's true. A twofold uh, um, attack. Also, um, you mentioned sanctioning Bragg. Okay, first of all, who will do who would do the sanctioning of him? Uh, will it be Mayor Adams? No. Would it be Governor Hochul? No. It won't be the, either one of them. Well, that's and why. That's also, why. By the way, that is why Congress is trying to kind of come in and say, "Hey, we deserve to at least see what was the basis for this case. What kind of funds went to this case." Um, but he's saying, ah, you don't have jurisdiction. And, and you're right. I don't know if it'll ever get to anywhere. And even if you did, you know, most of the time 
you would never typically sanction a DA, although in this case, he's sure going out on a limb. Uh, ben, thank yeah, you. You're so terrific. True. You're terrific. Thank you so much. Let's go to Carol, line seven. Carol, your thoughts. Hi, how are you? We're fired up tonight, Carol. How about you? Oh, same here. Uh, as the case Bragg is putting forth against Trump crashes and burns, I think Bragg should reimburse the taxpayers for all the money spent in this bogus case. Bragg should use the money Soros paid him. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, uh, somehow, t- I, you know, the fact that I would love an accounting of what it's cost. And I think that that's a fair thing at minimum that the public knows, don't you? How much did it cost? How many investigators did you put on the case? And I bet you the amount is stunning, Carol. You know, I bet I bet it is so much money. And you think about how that money could be used uh, to fight crime in New York or to help veterans in New York, to help homeless in New York. There's a lot of things uh, where our citizens and helping them, uh, you know, I bet you it's 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 over a million dollars. What are your thoughts, Carol? I think that whatever the money is owed the American taxpayer, the New York taxpayer, we are paying, paying, paying. And there's too many people suffering and money is just spent like water. And it's, you know, someone's got to put the, their finger in the, in the dam, the, the dike that is leaking. And accountability has to be made. You just can't put forth cases and accuse people. And then we're paying for it. And enough is enough. We're disgusted about the, the system and how it's working. Yeah, I agree. And, and it just it looks so transparent. You know it's bad when Stan, who never agrees with Trump, is like, uh, boy, this uh, I wouldn't have brought this case. You know, I mean, I I don't know of a single person really who says, yeah, this case, like throw the book at him. I you know, even even people who hate Trump feel like it is so over the top, Carol. And that should be, you know, I mean, even just looking at it, it shouldn't even have to take that. It is so obvious that this is a political prosecution. It is so obvious that we're using taxpayer money, and it's so obvious that Alvin Bragg doesn't seem to want to go after real criminals. That is a huge, huge problem for the city. And, boy, what a sad state that we're in. And then he wonders why Trump is mad at him or why Trump is, you know, throwing barbs at him or criticizing him and, and making these comments about him. You know, oh, you know, how could he do that? I mean, give me a break. Uh, he feels like he's being grilled and skewered in every direction. Carol, thank you very, very much. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And as President Trump is being targeted clearly by the Manhattan D.A. with this over-the-top investigation, Joe Biden is fumbling and bumbling. Um, So he was at an event in the East Room of the White House where he was talking about tightening gun laws. And take a listen to what he had to say. But this pulls on other steps you've taken and we've taken like the most significant gun safety law in 30 years and help keep guns out of the hands of, <laughs> help keep guns out of the hands of domestic political advisors. 
but we still have to ban assault weapons again. So he just said to take guns out of the hands of political advisors. And the White House was like, no, 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 no. He doesn't mean take guns out of the hands of political advisors. And then there was this bizarre story. This is a Women's History Month event at the White House. Take a listen to this weird rambling by our president. We were talking inside. Jill has, and I think I told Nancy this before, Jill has put some messages on my mirror while I'm shaving, so I make sure I see them. <laughs> and one that was put in about a year ago was, stop trying to make me love you. Stop trying to make, what a bizarre story. We're in the middle of all this, and we're talking about some really serious stuff. We got China, we got border, we got everything else. We got crime all over the place, unfortunately. And Alvin Bragg is focused on Trump on a questionable uh, business entry dating back seven years. And then we have a president who's telling these wacky stories and talking about taking guns out of political advisors' hands. Uh, I mean, what a mess. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Josh on line two. Josh, your thoughts about what is going on with Alvin Bragg and the fact he's so focused on Trump. Yeah, hey, how are you doing? I'll be honest with you. I don't think the goalpost is a conviction. I always, I just get the feeling the goalpost is to make Trump so complicating and make him never, nonstop, always in the news. We see that by January 6th. We see that classified documents. They were swearing and promising that there's going to be a conviction by, and there's going to be an indictment. Nothing, nothing panned out of that. I don't think they're going to get a conviction out of this. And I just think it's just going to make it so complicating that voters are just not going to be interested in him. And they just want someone neutral. That they just are going to say, for, like, but the, you know what's interesting? Trump doesn't seem to mind. I think he's just so used to it and all the investigations. And it's actually backfiring, though, Josh, because they say that Trump has raised in the first three days after he came out and said, hey, it looks like I'm going to be arrested. That was on Saturday when he put that out. He raised $1.5 million in three days, Josh. So it's backfiring. No, I get that. I do get that. But you have to know it percentage-wise. People don't vote for Trump. It's not because they don't like their policies. They don't like him. That's why I think it is. And they just want, they just want to like muddy the him. They just want to muddy him. And try, although, but and, and I hear what you're saying because there are a lot of people who say that. On the other hand, it, this, this is not working. This is not working for the Democrats uh, because it's only emboldening Trump. And I think it's also gaining sympathy because people are seeing it for what it is. And it's an overzealous prosecution. And I think I think I think if that's the intent, this is not the way to do it. Um, And and this is not you don't you don't create uh, a fake case, basically, and say we're going to go after somebody, drag them through the mud. If at the end of the day, they believe there probably won't be a conviction. What you just drag somebody through. I mean, it's a political strategy, but it shouldn't be part of the justice system. And it's not right regardless. But it clearly shouldn't be something that goes to the level of a case. That's not you don't weaponize, you don't politicize the justice system. Everybody is supposed to be equal under the law. Uh, but I hear what you're saying, Josh. Let's go to Jerry. Line four. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. I think we all have to remember that Trump got 10 million more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. And he's by far the front runner. And he seems like he's on schedule to beat Biden if the election is honest and if we have a non-rigged election. Now, it's up to the Republicans 
the rhinos not to get in the way. The rhinos, that election of 2020 would have never happened. All those irregularities from the start, from the beginning and during it and afterward, if the rhinos would have been a wall and they would have you know, stood shoulder to shoulder with Trump, we never would have had the kind of outcome that we had. But do you think the rhinos are ever going to back Trump? I mean, no. at the end of the day, if he becomes he's a front runner now, uh, but and that's the problem. The Republican Party is always so divided and that I think just creates chaos within the party. Even the Democrats, if they don't agree with each other, they seem to stick together. That's a powerful point, though, Jer. Let's go to Mike. Line seven. Mike, your thoughts. My thoughts are they've been trying to get Trump since the first day he decided to run for office in 16. And they tried so many different ways and never succeeded. But now everybody should use their brains. And he's the only guy that could put this country back together because everybody else on the Democrat side wants it to be communist. And that's the way we're headed. And, so, by, the, and by the way, Mike, care. who else could take the slings and arrows? I mean, I, you know, uh, if you replace Trump with somebody else, I think they would have crumbled after like one lawsuit. He's dealing with, you know, uh, dozens. So uh, you got to have a, a tough skin to be able to deal with all the fights. And in this one in particular, sure seems inflated. Um, let's go to Kevin real quick. Line one. Kevin, your thoughts. Hi, uh, yes, uh, Rita. Well, I just want to make a comment about that communist comment. Um, Democrats are for protesting, and communists throw you in jail for protesting. So there's a difference in philosophy there. But we had a situation in New Jersey here where someone was actually arrested for taking money to put someone kind of the, to the front of the line in a special favor. I was one of our councilmen. Well, and, that, and by the way, by the way, that is not a that obviously is not an appropriate thing either. Kevin, tell us, call us tomorrow night. Fill us in more on that. I want to end with Robert. Let me go to Robert, line six. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I love your Back to Blue segment. Great real-life stories. Every night you're on. Thank you. I love shining a light on our men and women in blue. I also love honoring our veterans. And I love respecting American justice. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.